Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Matthew Brackett, and welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life and Script. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? Very well, Christina. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share the screen and the microphone with you and with your audience. Oh, my God. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful Sunday afternoon. We spoke briefly before the importance of this topic we're going to dive in today uh, about you know, alliance builders, uh, the insights for resilient leadership. Uh, we went through a, a really difficult last couple of years for businesses. And personally, uh, we talked just before we hit the go button that COVID really put not only the pause, but kind of the reset and for business owners and just personally to say, what am I all about? What's important to me? And where am I going next? And, and you've gone through similar pain or transition points in your life that have led you to where you are today. Uh, so share a little bit about that with our audience. Thank you. So yes, there's so much, so much there. And let's, <laughs> we're going to dive into it. Um, my, my background was in religious ministry. So I come from a family of I'm the 10th of 13 children, small town, New England, but with dreams to do a lot of good in the world that led me to many different countries and to service also in the Navy as a chaplain. And which, which again brought, I'll talk a little bit about that as well as regards resilience. And, mm. and I think transitions happen in our life. I would sometimes say for three principal reasons. One is pain. Another one is dreams. And another one is love. Mm. That can lead to a lot of transition. Also transition, hopefully meaning transformation. Mm. And when we talk about you know, I my I call my practice bracket alliance because it's part about you know I work with other with other organizations, but it's also principally about that alliance. First of all, with yourself, mm. building that alliance with yourself and resilience. When we're talking about resilience. That's really what it's first and foremost about that ability to know yourself a lot better and to build up the alliance with yourself, but also with your priorities, as you were saying. What's most mm. important? Yeah. And as we saw when we went through, you know, with with the pandemic and everything that happened is. 
I suppose there's three R words that come to mind is recovery, right? Resistance and reconfiguration. Mm. Yeah. And there was a lot of, and um, we experienced re resistance, resistance in the sense of not resisting something that's happening. That's part of that as well. We resist something that's happening. Right? <laughs> we want to pretend maybe it's not happening, but also that ability to stay strong through that. Mm -hmm. to recover and oftentimes that means reconfiguring which we had to do it as yeah as not only as a country but as a world yeah. we had to reconfigure many things yeah and, and that, oh, i'm sorry no and that's yeah. and that's what resilience is about a lot of things but that's part part of what resilience is about yeah what i'm getting from you though that uh, what you hit upon is that pain point that leads to greater transformation and growth and i, I think often people myself included i look you look at an end result of things you might want to accomplish you know grow your business lose some weight but you see the end result, but the thing you have to do to get there or the, the actions moving you towards that are often uncomfortable and painful. And those mm. are the parts we kind of want to push against, but without realizing the greatest growth and transition and transformation come through those pain points. Yes. And let me use an example. And yeah. when we want to grow our muscles, even if just, or just to keep them in shape, mm. Part of going to the gym or exercising, it causes a little bit of trauma to your muscles. And that's, and what does that do? That strengthens them. That makes them more able, more strong, more, more resistant yeah. and more resilient mm. over time. Right. But what has to happen? Trauma has to happen. Now it's well thought out, measured trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which the muscles are traumatized. And that's now is going to the gym or going for a run. Is any of that easy for us as human beings? No, it's not. But when we have that, that's why vision, I think, is so important for us. And in my own personal story, I think when I went through, when I was realizing that ministry, you know, and Catholic priesthood was not my place, it was very hard to put that on the table. Mm -hmm. and, and what helped me, I was sitting in that, you know, in discontent, but also unhappiness and confusion and crisis for a number of years, mm -hmm. which, and so, and I suppose that's what made me very passionate about this topic of resilience. But what helped me, vision, I suppose looking at the bigger picture was what helped me to continue walking, even though sometimes walking meant that I was, I felt like I was walking through quicksand on a daily basis and that every step was so hard. But I, I knew that there was something that I was walking to and I had, had a vision of where, I didn't really know where I wanted to go, but I, said there's, I know there's an answer at the end. Yeah. So having the bigger picture, having the vision is so important because when we don't have that as human beings, we lose all, all meaning. And when we lose meaning, we lose motivation, what I call the M&Ms, meaning and motivation. Mm. You know, and motivation for us as human beings is very linked to meaning and purpose. And that's why when we talk about resilience, having meaning and purpose is so important for us as human beings and for our ability to walk through some of the small or big trauma or crisis or what it is that we're walking through. Because, mm. and sometimes we might lose that meaning you know, but it's about rediscovering, reconfiguring, rediscovering yeah. purpose and meaning in all of that. And, and when, when there's a lot of studies about resilience and, and resilience and some of these studies bring about three things, which are, I think are important is that resilient people know they have this conviction that suffering difficulties and challenges are going to come my way. Mm -hmm. And secondly, that when they're going through them or when they're preparing for them, they choose where they focus their attentions going back to what you said about having goals and, and results that we want from this and keeping our mind focused on the, on the important things. 
and not on necessarily on the pain. And then the third thing is Brazilian people ask if what I am doing and how I am responding to this, is it helping me or is it harming me? And the bigger bringing you closer to your goal or not is that kind of what you're getting? Yes, is it helping me? Yes, get is it you know as regards my identity, as regards my values, as regards who I am, is it helping me in all this or or am I sort of deflecting right and and opting for behaviors that that hinder hinder me or harm me? You know, we could talk about there around coping mechanisms, the way we cope with pain, right? There's healthy and there's harmful ways that that we cope with pain, which is natural for us as human beings. Yeah. And I'd like to go back to, I'm thinking that when you're going through that transition period, what was initially important to you when you entered the ministry, as you grow as a person, your, it's not like your values change, but mm, how do you say this? what's important to you changes as you continue to grow as a human being. So it's like, I found for myself in my early working in corporate America, what was important is rising up the corporate ladder. You're told by everyone, get up the corporate ladder. You've made it, blah, blah, blah. But then you, you know, as you continue to grow as a person, you realize it doesn't really matter what title I have or how much money I have. That's not the end all be all. How did it look for you, uh, you know, rediscovering, um, what was important and okay, this is not who I am today. What did that look like? Was prayer a big part of that? Um, when you prayed, did, were you led to this new, new understanding? How did it look like for you? It, it wasn't, and there's, let me, let me try to think about how to best answer this. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying is, you know, as, as human beings, we all, we, we, in the end, we want health and happiness. Mm-hmm. But we, we, when we're young, we have this determination, we have this vision and these dreams of, you know, of all these things that we want to accomplish, which look so good in the eyes of, if you want to call it the world or of others or on paper or, but then as you just said about yourself, you realize that you know, my priorities and my values, well, it's not about just getting to the top of this ladder because you get to the top of the ladder and then you realize that why, right? And, what, mm-hmm. and is this filling me, fulfilling me? So I suppose what was always important to me was um, making an impact, being making a difference, serving, um, doing something what I would call transcendental in the world, yeah. making an impact in time and in eternity. So mm-hmm. that was important for me. And I suppose coming to terms with that I didn't have to do it through formal ministry was part of my struggle because that became very much my identity. Mm-hmm. And I think also it's a lot about identity. Well, who am I? And if our identity is really, if we're, it's, it's extrinsic or it's you know outside of us who are attaching our identity to other things which are very passing even though they're important um at some point there's a disconnect and what there's going to be a big conflict or crisis and i'm not a conflict crisis is so important i believe very much the transformation transformational nature of crisis but it's how we face crisis mm. and i suppose that was my struggle is this is who I am. This is what I've done. And and then there's a whole faith element, which is, you know, I made these commitments to the higher being, to God and to, and to people and to what does this mean now? Does this mean that I'm turning my back on all that? Yeah. So there was a lot of trying to reconcile what seemed to be very conflicting things mm. yeah. and, and trying to do it in a very honest way. Yeah. It's an ongoing process. I think people want, and I know myself included, when you have struggles like this, you want to, what's the magic understanding or pill so I can just get to the other side and know everything and feel comfortable again, but it's going to take time. And, you know, here's the thing I think about success, 
or getting to your ultimate potential. It's this ongoing life process. It's not like, boom, I'm there. And and you mentioned something else very important. You said having that identity tied to something outside yourself. Like I've heard my friend who is a pilot. She's now done it 30 years. She said she's getting close to retirement. She said a lot of her peers, when they retire, they often die like a year after retirement because they're so intricately tied to that identity of pilot is who I am that when I can't do that anymore, why am I here? The purpose is lost, like you mentioned. Yes. Yeah. So our finding that deeper purpose in who we are as yeah. human beings. And that's why when I, you know, when I talk about resilience, or I work with leaders and around coaching and just coming into themselves, or mm-hmm. what I might call coming home to themselves, mm-hmm. is um having a deeper self-awareness of who they are, why, why they exist, what the, what what their life is all about, above and beyond just work. Work is important for us. It's it's part of the fulfilling aspect of human nature. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think it makes us dig- it, it dignifies us. But when that's you know that's why retirement is so hard in so many fields, you know, especially also when there's uniforms linked to it, whether it be in the pilot, in the military, ministry, right? There's uniforms linked to it. There's a whole identity. There's all the this culture, and again, we're working in the military as well. It was so retiring was a huge challenge for people. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. If we're not if we don't have a deeper connection with ourselves and with our purpose and who we are and why we want to continue living in such a meaningful way a lot of people just die shortly after yeah so when you say early on you started this conversation by saying really it's building an alliance with yourself understanding your true values what's the deeper core message behind yeah i'm a pilot i do this thing really well or i'm a priest and i i want to make this big difference in the world but behind all of that who's the essence of who you are once you discover that is alliance building also finding that community of people that are like-minded that you can connect with and make an even bigger impact in the world? Yes. No, that, and I think connections, first of all, that connection with yourself mm-hmm. and connection with others and with is so important. And that's very much part of the, the puzzle of resilience. Mm-hmm. And is that the, the, the piece about that connection with ourselves, which involves a few things, but also very positive social relationships, interactions, whether it be intimate, or, you know, and then also on the friendship level, and on other things that bring us together as human beings. Yeah. They are they are very important because we are made for relationships mm. and the relationship with ourselves and others. And so, yes, that's it's a very key point. And, and that can be an underdeveloped skill because of, of for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes if we only work in one specific type of field, then we... Well, that's where we become very comfortable and it's very yeah. difficult to step out of that. We we kind of feel awkward in other mm-hmm. environments, but yeah. exercising that muscle of social relationships, social connections with others and with myself is a very healthy thing for us as human beings. Easy to say, but not easy to do. Now, can I ask you, when you left, say, the, the ministry and um, and then the military, it was a very certain way of being. You had a certain culture, you said, and probably a certain lingo. How did you start reaching out to different communities once you got a better handle of who you were? What did that look like? How did you know where your people tribe would be? And how did you begin looking for people you could interconnect with? Right. It it takes time. So I think it was something that I see while I was still in ministry, something that I started to do. Mm. And I started to step out of those. And I think it's part of it is just my personality. 
I, even in ministry, I, I like to be out on the fringes. In other words, working with people that wouldn't necessarily come to church, but going, looking out, you know, looking for them and meeting them in their places. So there is something that I always found very nourishing and energizing. So there was something in me that always did that. Mm. But um, so I think it was something that I did before I stepped out of ministry, but I'm still on a journey. I'm still on, on this journey of, um, I think I, I'm pretty much at home with, very much at home with myself. And, but it's but it's now it's finding my that professional side of of my that professional identity which actually it's for me it's, it's secondary but i know for the in business is very important to have that very clear right because <laughs> yeah you have to come across with love confidence but but it's also i think in the bigger picture of things it's secondary as long as i am i understand who i am and then how i that i show up and how that reveals to the world well it's it will probably change um, and evolve over time Absolutely. And and for anyone, you know, maybe listening and saying, I I feel like I'm going through that change right now. Things are starting to fall by the wayside. I'm going through this transition and I'm not sure what's next. What would be your advice to them? Well, part of what I do is that it's important to invite someone into that space because where it's very difficult to do on our own. And that was one of the huge lessons that I learned and mm-hmm. because of my life and because of, I think also my upbringing and then who I had to become in ministry and all this, it was, I was a point of reference for others, but I didn't know how to have others as a point of reference for me mm-hmm. um, and to invite people also, because I think I was very protective of myself, but I didn't know how to invite people. I, but being and going through that, I was forced in a positive way. My situation forced me to invite people into that space. And that was very life-giving and it was so important. And it just confirmed for me that as human beings, we all need each other. And so this is, you know, the work that I do is when is to help people find that clarity as they're growing, as they're either going through transition or they feel stuck in life, mm-hmm. or they they're just like, no, this my life has to, there's something more to this of who I want to be as a leader, or who I want to be as a person, who I want to be in my family, in my inner circles, whatever it is. I'm just I'm not showing up the way I want to be. And there's something well let's then we engage someone in that process because they will help. And it's not that they have the answers. No, I don't have the answers, but I facilitate a process or other people will facilitate a process where you will discover those answers inside of you. Yeah. Because our we we like to sometimes we're sometimes our worst enemy. You know, we <laughs> we deflect, we deny, we live in denial. We kind of want to make things sound always sound good. And we, you know, those other psychological words that they use to these mm. mechanisms that we use to to kind of justify justify ourselves or where we're at. And so having to share that with others and sort of have it reflected back to me, we take more ownership of really what we're going through when we have to put it into words, when we begin to feel it in a deeper way. And then we begin to listen to ourselves and go, well, you know, I just said something that I've never said before or that I've never owned. So inviting someone into that process. I love when you say that, because I'm just getting a picture of someone sitting with you or being with you. And then when you reflect back to them, what they're saying, they're like, all of a sudden they can hear for the first time what's coming out and how they're presenting to the world. You know, because often, and I've said this on the show before, social media has been this blessing and curse and that you see everything looks magnificent for everyone online, except that it's not true. You know, it's only a teeny weeny little fraction of the possibility of what that person's life is really like. And you're thinking, well, they're doing awesome and I'm not. Let me just pretend everything's fine. 
Um, so what I love is you being that facilitator to actually just, you know, a mirror, here's what's really going on. And then they could look at it and say, oh, you know, I'd like to change that mirror, that image and, and you know, change it to something that reflects where I am today. Um, mm -hmm. We could go on much longer. I know we could, but I don't want us to leave without everyone finding out how they can get in contact with you, work with you. How can they do that? Thank you, Christina. Yeah, so they can find me on my website, bracketalliance.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn at Matthew Brackett, uh, Instagram, Matthew Brackett, all those are usually under Matthew Brackett Official. So yes, all of those, I think I'm on TikTok, but even though I don't look at it, but anyways, I'm, I'm there too. So people can find me in all those different ways that I'm here to, yes, to help build up that, that alliance with yourself and with your priorities, your inner circles. Well, Matthew Brackett has been wonderful having you today and sharing your insights. I know you're going to broaden uh, people's um, purpose and, and potential to, to go think bigger and peel those layers back because there's always greater room for growth. I thank you so much for coming today to share on Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you, Christina. Thank you very much. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.